When you've been searching for the right insight, advice, and information on financial marketing, you know where to go. The Speakeasy, the exclusive source for financial marketing insights with a shot of human. Starring Kelly Hellickson and Hilary Reed from Empowerfy, strategy-infused data-driven marketing solutions for financial institutions nationwide. I'm your host, Bill Klaparoff. While we're jumping into part two of our discussion on the importance of finding fulfilling work, part two, basically finding your why with our special guest, Mia Perez of the Louisiana Federal Credit Union. Hello, Mia. Hello. You make that sound so much better than it actually is. Oh, please. <laughs> Come on. Everybody Come on, on the Speakeasy gets that welcome. Please. Okay. Although you are our first guest, so no one else has got that greeting because you're our first guest. But everybody will get that same <laughs> greeting. So it is there you go. first and first honorary and guest. Honorary. Don't That's forget. Right. So this is the Speakeasy. Can we get a, a shout out for what you're drinking, ladies, and a cheers from you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Hill, you go first. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I really need to change it up a little bit, but <laughs> right now I am drinking vodka with a little bit of ice. Straight up? Ooh. Tito's. That's Tito's rough. to be specific. Tito's to be specific because it doesn't give me a hangover. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Friday. You're entitled. <laughs> Every day is Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, what you got over there in that glass? Well, you know, I, as I said before, I'm normally a red girl. I'm kind of, this is the problem, a little bit of everything, girl. I'm, I'm a Tito's fan. I'm a huge Scotch fan. Um, but I, you know, I kind of like, I'm, I, wine is sort of my everyday, every hour kind of thing. So right now it's a, it's a crisp Sauvignon Blanc. It's Australian, uh, 2016 vintage. Taste it. Nice. Wow. Nice, nice. Wine makes me so hot. I can't do it. My my cheeks get so red. I get oh, so get warm. That, you got to you got to teach me some tricks, Mia. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. I I can say I'm Asian. My dad is from the Philippines, so there's a thing called Asian the Asian flush. I don't I, I think that's a real thing. I don't think that's like an urban dictionary. It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> well, I thought it was like from the notes in the wine or what have you. Yeah. No, I don't I don't get that. I just get fat, you know, all the wine. So it's okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Kelly, how about you? Oh, I have a I'm still on these cape and line, you know, the, the white claw gets got, you know, the spotlight mm-hmm. for a while and it's the housewives, the house moms, the pool moms drink of choice. So I'm switching it up with a cape and line white peach sangria. Nice. Very so, nice. Yeah, I'm doing Very pretty well over nice. here. So this is part two of a three-part discussion on finding your why. In part one, we talked about the importance of finding your why and why that really matters. And we're going to dig in a little bit more with Mia now. Mia, you have a definite why. You've gone through the Simon Sinek program. Can you explain to us more of your why? And I know there's a formula that you use to get to your why. Can you explain that to us and what yours is? Yeah, sure. I... I'm glad that you mentioned, Bill, that there's a there's an actual format because uh, I don't particularly love the format. It's got an extra word in there that kind of is it's a little quirky to me. But but anyway, it's it is what it is. I shouldn't argue with best selling uh, author Simon Sinek. But the 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 why? Go ahead. Yeah, I will. I will. Well, yeah, I'm still trying to <laughs> have some coffee with me downtown New York. To the so the why is is architected this way. It's two blank so that blank 
All right, so to blank, so that blank. So my personal why is um, to help people so that they can be as successful as they desire to be. So that's that's my personal why. So you just drop in the statement right after two. So you two what? So that what? That's the formula for the why, and it's the same format. Can't get romantic with it. It is what it is. He wrote it in the book, so that's that's mine. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. That makes it so much easier to think of things. <laughs> Just like fill in the blanks. And then you can fill in the blanks a hundred times until you get it get it right. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Simon. Yeah. But you know, people here's what's really funny is I have spoken to a number of people, a number of colleagues, and you know, I, I do this also as some gig work, right? And so when I talk to folks about finding your why. They're like, okay, well, we, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to go through the whole process of bringing everybody in the room and going through the hours of work and retrieving the stories. We don't have time for that. So what we're going to do is send a memo or we're going to, we're going to go through this as a leadership team first, and we're just going to unveil it to the staff as to what the organization's why is. I'm like, that's fantastic. Don't call me. (laughs) You know, because it's like, (laughs) you will ruin the top third of my resume. That's not the way you do it. You know, it's like, that's not the way you do it. You've got to go through the entire journey of understanding and developing, finding your why, even though the outcome is really so simplified to contribution, fill in the blank, so that whatever the impact is, that's how it's done. Mm -hmm. And how does that relate to core values then? Is there, are those two similar, that statement and your core values as a person? How, how do those two intertwine? I think so. I mean, I think that they... I they, think they are. They've got to yeah. be, right? I mean, Hillary, right? They have to be. I don't see yeah, how they couldn't be. Not, yeah. We looked at our core values as an organization and then each of us individually went and wrote our own core values because we thought it was really important to see how everybody aligns or maybe doesn't align with our core values but just looking at like looking at my why and then looking at my personal core values I mean they align like the same words almost identical and then looking at our organization and looking at our core values, there's alignments there, which darn it, there should be because if Kelly and if Kelly and I don't have personal core values that align with our company core values, and there's something wrong, <laughs> but there is nothing wrong because they align. Um, so Nothing's yes, wrong. I'd say a thousand. So can you percent. share yours then, if you were to put it into this format, two yeah. blank, so that blank? What does that look yeah. like? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what would that? What does that look like? No, it's fine by me. Um, I have it and I've always sort of had it in my head and I I didn't realize when I got it, but in 2018, I took my son to California for his 17th birthday and we were supposed to get a tattoo together, but little did we know in California, you couldn't get a tattoo if you're under 18, even if your parents with you. So there I go walking in and getting my own tattoo by myself because he couldn't get one. (laughs) But I designed a tattoo that was it was like three half triangles, kind of. They look like three mountains um, to represent myself and my two children and with a black line through the middle. And when you put a line through a triangle, it signifies um, the word explore. And then I love mountains, so that was a big thing. And then the the, um, the three was for the three of us. Um, but I didn't realize at the time that I was sort of putting my core value on my body. <laughs> so... Um, my, my why that I just wrote down with this formula when you said it, um, and don't make fun of me, but, uh, it would be to work just enough 
so that my kids and my family can experience the world together. Mm. So to me, that means I work just enough. I had to put that in there because I felt like that was important, right? I'm not, I'm self-employed for a reason. (laughs) Um, I don't want somebody else having to tell me how much I can work, right? So um, to work just enough so that we can experience the world together. So travel and adventure and exploring the world is really, really important to me and to my family. So um, that's my, that's my why written out in the formula. That's different than, you know, what you do or how you do it. It's why you do it. So that yeah. makes sense. Kelly, how about you? Can we put you on the spot? Yeah, well, I guess it's hard. It was hard to sum up until um, Mia gave us that um, formula that um, she learned from her exercise from Simon Sinek. Um, so I, my why would be to solve problems for people so that they can go thrive at what they're meant to thrive at. And... I am just, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a yes girl. I am hardest on myself. I, I would never let Mia down. I would never let Hillary down. I would never let Bill down. I will let myself down all day long. But I think that it's a, a strength of mine in terms of solving problems. Like I want to take the stress off people's plates because I know how stressful it is. And so I've been there, I've done that. I want to take that off so they can go do what they're meant to do, whether that be today, this hour. You know, I always say when I started this um, career of mine, I was really firm on the fact that, listen, you don't have to listen to me. You do not have to work with me. You do not have to partner with me, but please just give me a chance. If I can educate you and I can take time, stress, and money concerns off your plate as a CMO, as a CEO, um, as a marketing assistant, please give me the opportunity to do so. And um, I think it's really served me well, and I like being that first call. I like being the person that, you know, the CMO calls and says, Kel, I have an issue. I just need, can you handle it? Absolutely done. And then we get off the phone and as a team, Hillary and I behind the scenes, we strategize, we get it to our team and say, this is, this is the plan of attack. So I think that's incredible. And I think it seeps well into my personal life, right? Because I am a mama bear first and foremost. And if you mess with my cubs, oof. You're not going to get Wisconsin Kelly. Let's just put yeah, it that way. I was going to say, that so aligns with your personal, with your personal wow. why. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was like and, hearing it as a personal why. <laughs> yeah. So, and I yell at my husband for like, can you just take something off my plate? And he's like, well, he's so confused. Poor guy. He's like, well, babe, you, you just told me to go do this because you're going to do this, this and this. And I'm like, well, you're just supposed to know that you're not supposed to let me do this, this, and this, just this and this. <laughs> and that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother Jenny Jones. That's a per- perfect fodder for uh, a, a, a men are from Mars, men from Venus, right? Right. Podcast. That'll <laughs> oh, be an hour long. God, they're just <laughs> so when you say so when you yeah. say this has served me well, maybe we can go around the podcast room here. How has this benefited? you how does this benefit someone i'm thinking someone listening going this is great i know my why how is it going to help me now or how does this really ultimately benefit me mia maybe you can jump in on that the short answer is when you know what your why is okay not only does it add clarity to what you do every day but it allows you to say no 
Mm. It allows, especially for those of us who are, who are overachievers or who are folks that, you know, just, just take challenges and adversity in the face and just go at it. Um, it allows us to to recenter and say, wait a minute, is this something that I should be um, using my time and effort and resource resources towards? And so it helps us, it really helps you focus, laser focus in on what it is you're supposed to do. And with that, you have to say no to the other things. It's like, you can't get, it's like, Dr. Neil Goldman says, when you flash the flashlight, if we all flashed a light onto the wall in the same spot, we would get an extra vibrant light. Whereas if we were all focusing in different areas, it would be bright, but not as bright. And so that's what happens when, whether it's yourself or with your teams in an organization, when you all have the clarity of why, it's so much more precise and impactful. And really, that's just, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it sounds like it really makes you a lot more efficient as well. Because you're paying attention to the things that really matter. Right. And, you know, like for me, with my personal why is really people focused and helping people be as successful as they desire to be. Because not everyone, we were having this conversation before, not everyone has the same goal as me or as you as a person. That's why I tell my team members, I say, don't, the person that you compare yourself to is who you're looking at in the mirror, not the person on the left or the right. Be better than you were yesterday. And let me help you with that. What does that look like to you? And what can I do to assist you with that? If the answer is I'm good where I am, Mia, I'm good. Then I'm like, awesome. Great. Move on to something else or someone else. Uh, Because you know, I, I mentioned I've had seven or eight CEOs in my career, and every single one of them have told me, I'm talking about male, female, younger, older, experienced individuals, professionals have said to me, Mia, be careful not to visit your standards on other people. Mm. Now, when seven people who don't know each other tell this <laughs> to you through your career, you should mm-hmm. probably listen. Right. And that was so enlightening for me because it's not about making people what you think they should be or do or accomplish. It's what they want. And there's no right or wrong. It's like you got to meet people where they are. And so everything I do is surrounded or or surrounds that, I should say, helping people be as successful as they want to be. Let me help you. And if you don't want that help, I'm okay with that too. It's not going to change my own personal life. Man, that's, that's fantastic. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. But you know, I'll tell you though. Can you say y'all just for me one more time? Y'all, like y'all. y'all. Oh, love <laughs> it. it. I, I tell. What's awesome about this whole conversation is every Monday I uh, well, not every Monday. It's when I'm feeling, I guess, inspired. But on Mondays I send out this communication to my team members. It's called Mondays with Mia, and it's like, listen, you're not obligated to read it. You won't be tested on it. You can disagree all day long. It's not really a part of your work. And it's some inspirational story or some some type of challenge. And I often talk to them about being thankful for a disagreement. Be thankful when you disagree with someone. I'm not talking about, you know, um, loving conflict or arguing with people. I'm talking about be thankful for a new perspective. And adversity is a red carpet rolled out for your true self. Right. So when you are faced with those obstacles where you're in on a team or you're faced with um, a, a team or a boss or a circle that has a challenge, um, it, this is an opportunity for you to look at that and say, OK, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to be uh, just going to cower or I'm going to say, how can I help this um, situation be better by employing my own personal why? And I just uh, my own personal why allows me 
tell my teams, listen, get with it, learn something new, challenge yourself, because they know I'm coming from a really authentic place of wanting to be the, the coach. Even if I am yelling, it's still the coach wanting you to put your best play out on the field. And so they know that they know I shoot straight and they know if I'm going to say something that's hard to swallow, I'm right there next to them holding their hand and letting them know I will be here for you and champion you and take all, you know, when you fall and when you have the challenge, I'll take that. And when you're the champion and when you do well, I'm going to champion you. And so it's a safe space. Um, And my personal life really helps me. It helps me in that. People know I'm really being authentic to help them. Well, the way you explain it, it certainly is easy to understand how it has benefited you, and it helps us, too, understand our own, too, and how to put this into practice. Well, that's a great place to wrap up our second part of Finding Your Why. In part three, we're going to talk more about financial institutions and credit unions and how they should look at this process as well. Ladies, is it time for the cheer? It's time for the cheers, Bill. I heard some um, cubes clinking a couple minutes ago, so I think, Hill, did you get a refill? It was probably me. I wish. My bartender hasn't come to give me a refill yet. He's not going to tip. Not going to tip. All right, ready? One, two, three. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. And to connect with Kelly or Hillary, please visit EmpowerFi.org. This is the Speakeasy Financial Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.